Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A Method, the medical grade skincare brand co founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome, listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co host of Skincare Moxie. If you're new to the podcast, here's a bit of backstory. So each week we dig deep into the topic of skincare, dispelling myths and sharing knowledge so that you, the consumer, can get the information you need to make informed purchasing decisions. I co-host this podcast with Angelia Insko, co-founder of the A Method Medical Grade Skincare Line and Skincare Formulator. She's formulated over 200 skincare products. She's also the inventor of the Collagen Pen Microneedling Device, and she's also one of my best friends. So it's good to be back here in person with you this week, Angelia. Here on the Gulf Coast of Florida, where we call home, I was traveling. So our last two episodes we've recorded through Zoom. Yep, we have. So much better when we're here together. But boy, did we have a fun Halloween last night or what? Kelly, that was the craziest Halloween night. (laughs) And I mean, not to be like crazy rowdy, but you're neighborhood went all out i've never seen anything like it i had no idea axe throwing station are you kidding me that's crazy we had an axe throwing boss we had like scary movies we had taco bars margarita a stand hot dog bar i totally underperformed because i wasn't living here last year so i had no idea what a big deal it is so i had like two pumpkins and you and your husband came over and we hung out. We walked around the neighborhood. We had an absolute blast. So, but I can definitely tell I'm not 25 anymore. And we <laughs> saw some really cute outfits, by we the way. Did. What we about saw. that? Your favorite was Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. He was amazing. <laughs> Freddie Mercury was a trip. So anyway, that's just a little bit about our crazy life here in, on the Gulf Coast of Florida. So today we're going to cover a topic that has been getting a lot of buzz lately, and that is microdosing. And I'm talking about microdosing in the sense of skincare. Now, for centuries, microdosing has been used in other ways. And Angelia, I know you've actually researched microdosing psychedelics which is taking very small amounts to improve mental focus and clarity it's a controversial subject today we're not going to go down the proverbial psychedelic strip we're referring to microdosing in skincare so angelia what is skincare microdosing exactly so skincare microdosing is where you take your active ingredient so we're just going to go with retinol because that's the big one that people seem to be sensitive to If you have something that you're sensitive to, then what you do is you do it in smaller amounts. So, yes, let's do go back and talk about retinol because that one definitely gets the most complaints for causing redness and and drying and peeling. And I had lunch with a friend of mine last week who recently has gotten on a skincare regimen with A Method products. And she I asked her how it was going and she said she loves the results she's getting but that the retinol was irritating her skin. So she said, so I cut back and I'm using it several times a week. And I was like, no, <laughs> retinol is like food for your skin. Like you just said, you were like, you do not stop using it. Just use less of it. Someone famous by the name of Angelia taught me that in Skincare 101. 
So you'd never stop feeding your body food, right? Right. So you can't stop feeding your skin retinol. So I explained this all to Nancy that she needed to microdose and to still use her retinol product every single day. So what advice do you have for our listeners on exactly how to microdose retinol? Well, Kelly, I just want to say, if you think about it, people talk about, are you eating your micros? That doesn't mean skipping meals, right? Right. It means getting micro doses of certain things so that we have a good balance in our diet. And it's kind of the same thing with this retinol. So what you would do is you would take your moisturizer and you would mix some of your retinol with that. Like just put it in your hand and put them together and put it on. Gradually, I mean, I would like to see you take maybe 50% retinol, 50% moisturizer and mix them together. If that made you red, then you might just want to start with a little less. But what you want to do is do that for a week and then increase it. So now let's say we started 50-50. We might go more like to 70-30 for the next week or two. And then we might go more like to 80-20 or 85-15 for the next couple of weeks. And then increase to 100% just straight on retinol. Another way to take away from that, not it's not microdosing, but let's say I'm ready to step in to straight on retinol. Ideally, you don't really need a moisturizer over it, but if you put a moisturizer on over it, it's probably going to calm it down and dilute it. So when you go straight on to retinol, you might just still want to apply the moisturizer over it because that's still going to calm and take away from it. Okay. So retinol comes in various strengths. What's the highest dose of retinol? Like what is on the low end of a percentage of retinol and what's on the highest dose end of retinol? since that's the active ingredient we're talking about right now. So usually on retinol, the low dose is 0.5 and a high dose like 2%. It seems like I read that it can go up to like 4%. Is that true? We do have a 4% and we do have an 8%. They're, those are normally used in the doctor's office on the during a treatment, but we do have them. And that would be like, you would go high like a 4% or an 8% if you were doing a pill. Right. Right. Okay. So that's not something that you're going to use on a daily basis. I can use 4% daily. Can you? Yes, Your skin I, is t- but built, I built up, up to it. it. Yes. So you, you have built to, up to once it. Once again, so basically I started at 0.5 and went to 1, and that's my microdosing. But microdosing for one person, what strength it is, would be different for another person depending on their sensitivity and have they ever used retinols before. Right. I mean, that's that what some people call like irritation is skin cell turnover, and that's what we want. It's like getting a peel, and that goes away if you just keep using it. And then you have this bright, beautiful, healthy skin with lots of collagen. So I do think that that is where the confusing part of this comes in for a lot of women and men when it comes to retinol, which is what we call one of the hero products of of skincare, probably the number one hero product of medical grade skincare, is that you give up too fast because you think that you're not going to be able to tolerate it. And so you're, it's supposed to be a little red. It's supposed to be pilling. It's, it's stimulating collagen production. It's stimulating cellular turnover. So if you can just stick it out and utilize microdosing, then you're going to get results. So what other active ingredients should we consider microdosing if we're experiencing irritation or redness or just too much flakiness. We just can't handle it. Well, it could be vitamin C's for one, because I know there are some people that are, you know, sensitive to that. Some people use them 
right off the bat. It can depend on the form of vitamin C as well. Also, like glycolic acid, there's certain acids that people can be sensitive to. So if you start out and you're using those things and you like what you're told the benefits are going to be, and you find yourself to be a little sensitive. And what I find is some people might not be sensitive for the first two or three days, and then they kind of are because it's kind of now reached those layers, right? To where you're getting that exfoliation. And when we get exfoliation, we kind of consider that sensitive. So any of those you can take and start cutting with basically what I would call a non-active moisturizer, like a calming moisturizer. Right. So, and the acids are kind of easy to overdo sometimes and without realizing it. And then, and, and, the acid family is really what's likely to cause a lot of irritation. It very well can. But really, when you think about it, they're all kind of like, if you think about vitamin C, that's L-ascorbic acid. Got okay. it. If you think about retinol, it's retinoic acid, even though we use the alcohol version. So kind of all of them lean back towards an acid formula of the active ingredients. But that's also why they work. Right. So let's talk about microdosing vitamin C. Dr. Tina Alster, the cosmetic dermatologist who you co-founded the A method with, she touts vitamin C as her number one hero ingredient. And we had her on the podcast a few weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to her. I and mean, she's a dermatologist who's known all over the world. And yes. she swears by vitamin C. So what percentage of vitamin C can begin to cause irritation? And what would you consider a microdose of vitamin C? Well, I think some people can see it at 10% to say that. and then. You want to get to where you're using 20%. So I know we have a moisturizer that has 5% in it. That would begin to acclimate your skin if you wanted to start there and you felt you were sensitive to it. What's the name of that moisturizer? The name of that moisturizer is Nutramoist, and it's not an A-Method product. It's another okay. product that we make. Can you buy that online? You can find it on the Induction Therapies website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Inductiontherapies.com has the Nutramoist with 5% vitamin C. Yeah, 5% L-ascorbic acid. Mm-hmm. So, and just so you know, Angelia actually owns several companies. She's co-founder of the A-Method, but she also owns another medical grade skincare company called Induction Therapies. You can visit InductionTherapies.com. She also owns CBD Neutralixers. Which We've is, now merged that with Shalia just to cut down okay. to one CBD thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Shalia encompasses all the CBD skincare products. So if you're interested in checking that out, it's Shalia, S-H-A-L-I-A, botanicals.com. So this is pretty obvious. It just begs the question, it's, does microdosing really work? It absolutely does. I think anybody who's ever done it, like I'm telling you to do it, will say, absolutely. Didn't you do it in fact? Kelly, no, you know, Kristen nope. Cofield. I was quit not- doing retinol altogether. Like I started like doing it every other night. And then you were like, no, don't do that. Just do less, but stick with it every night. But you said you quit doing it altogether. For a while I did. Oh, but now you're doing it. Yes, because Whew. I saw the light. Yeah, you thank taught God. me. You got on to well, me. And uh, <laughs> I think it was on Kristen, on our thing. Um, the Culinary Cure, Kristen yeah, Cofield. Kristen Cofield. She couldn't use retinols. And I told her to start microdosing. And she said she's having no problems with them now. So anybody who's ever done this microdosing the way I'm saying, I've never had anybody come back to me then and say, I can't use it. Or that they weren't able to work up to those higher strengths. It works. That's why it's such a big buzz right now. It's the way to go if you can't use it full on strength. And if you're just getting started on using some of these active ingredients. Right. So and when I was researching for this podcast, I also read that 
microdosing is really useful for people who suffer from sensitivity or sometimes people who have a darker skin tone that is prone to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation because lower concentrations can help keep the skin barrier strong. But the one thing I wanted to ask you about that research is what is post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation? Does that mean that inflammation can lead to brown spots? It absolutely does. So what happens is anytime you get irritation, so let's think about it from picking a acne spot, because you'll see a lot of people get dark spots around us where they've picked them. Or even let's say somebody has a hair that they're picking, maybe an ingrown hair or even a hair, something that they pick at and rub a lot. Then what it does is that increases the amount of melanocytes in that area. And melanocytes is what is responsible for our pigmentation. By increasing that pool, it now creates this post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Well, that is so interesting to me that microdosing can be a solution for, because if you're overdoing it and you're causing too much inflammation, in some ways it could backfire in the form of hyperpigmentation. I've never seen that particular part happen, but I'm absolutely sure that it could, especially in certain skin types, Kelly. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, we are officially in fall. This episode is airing on November the 3rd and Daylight Savings Time we're setting our, our clocks back for an hour this weekend. I'm not sure how, uh, how much I love that because I really don't like it to get dark at four or five o'clock. But how much does the change of seasons contribute to maybe the need for microdosing? Well, Kelly, how I would say, you know, if, if you're using something that's got some active ingredients in it that tends to make your skin drier or exfoliate, when you move into winter, things get drier anyway, so you might would find that more irritating. In the summertime, let's say we're using a retinol that's hydrating, like a hydrating serum retinol, you might not experience that where you might in the winter, for instance, because we're already getting drier. So I could see how maybe even if you could use it straight on in summer, you might need to cut back in the winter. But then also, let's say it's retinol we're talking about in the summertime. People think it can make them more sensitive to the sun. It doesn't really, unless they'd have to be really irritated from it for it to make them more sensitive to the sun. Right. It actually can act as an antioxidant and be preventative. But that's where it comes into using a retinol and not a retinoic acid. Retinoic acid, yes, because it does exfoliate more at the surface, can leave your skin exposed where you might would burn more, where retinols don't really have that happening. A retinoic acid, would that be retin-A? Yes. That's okay. a version of it. Mm -hmm. That's one version of it. That's the brand name everybody knows, I guess. So are there any downfalls to microdosing? I can't see it. The only downfall to microdosing is you're not getting as big a dose, so you're not getting as much collagen produced. But the overall thing about that is, is you keep doing it, increasing the amount you're using, then that comes in time. I like to tell people, you know, we didn't get these lines and these brown spots overnight. They're not going away overnight. Right. There are a lot of different paths to the mountaintop. It's just all about how fast you want to get there and how much your skin can tolerate. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. The important thing is, like we said earlier, is just don't give up. Like, right. be committed to your skincare regimen. I can say as someone who was on and off again with medical grade skincare for years, really until I met you and became friends with you and really started to understand and be educated about it, did I really get motivated to stick with it? Because it's easy not to stick with it. I mean, it's easy to, if you're tired at night, 
to not do your skincare regimen, but y'all it's, it's three minutes. It's three minutes. It really is. And the thing about it is, is you're not going to see the results if you don't stick with it. It's like anything. It's like a diet. It's like working out anything. If you stick with it long enough, you're going to see the results and then, oh, you're, you're hooked. You're on it then. Yes. Okay. So I will say this, microdosing will cause those results to come slower. But if it causes you to stick with it, consistency equals the results. Right. Right. Yep. It's all about stick to itness, And that's you know one of the reasons some people are like, why did you name the podcast Skincare Moxie? And it's because Moxie means chutzpah, stick to itness, determination. And we're like, everybody needs a little bit of Moxie Absolutely. in their skincare routine. So we, when we were brainstorming names, that's kind of why we came up with that in case you didn't know, sidebar. So on the flip side of microdosing, are there certain ingredients that you should never microdose or that you would never need to microdose? Sunscreen. And that's probably the one that everybody does microdose because they want the least amount of it on their skin possible. But we don't want to microdose sunscreen because now that is letting in the free radicals. It's letting in the damage. So, we, you know, while we're correcting, we want to prevent the aging at the same time, you know, getting deeper into the situation. So do not microdose sunscreen. Put as much on as you can. So, yeah, I've heard you preach that. I'm sure you'll be preaching sunscreen until the end of time. (laughs) You should never microdose sunscreen, okay? If there's one takeaway from this podcast, that is the one that you need to to have in the back of your mind. And I'll give you, for instance, it's not also just about how much you're putting on there, but by the way, not SPF 15, okay? Right. That's a microdose of sunscreen. You need a full-on SPF 30 or higher. What about... The time of year. I mean, we did a whole podcast on sunscreen. If you if you really want to dig deep into sunscreen, go back and find that podcast. Because we talked about on it that it's easy whenever, what, the time's getting ready to change this weekend. So you're like, oh, it's going to get, it gets dark earlier. But we talked about how you're still exposed to light, even in your own homes, in front of your screens, the regular lights in our homes. Computers, iPads, yeah. phones. Yeah. You know, when you have that up next to your face, that's all that any light can create damage. So how often do you think you should reapply sunscreen to your face every day? Well, I think if if you've got a great sunscreen that you've applied, then and you're not out in water or sweating, then once is enough. Okay. If you're out in water and sweating, you need to be reapplying. When, if you're wiping your face, for instance, you need to reapply. Okay, for sure. The more perspiration is coming down that face or if you're in a swimming pool swimming or the ocean swimming and you come up, you need to reapply. So I need to get into a new habit because I'm back in the gym for the first time in a long time. (laughs) So this morning, you know, I, I put on my skincare, which includes sunscreen, and then I went and worked out and I didn't get like super sweaty. But really what I should have done is come home and immediately wash my face and reapply and reapply sunscreen. So what about skin boosters? That's a term I've heard kicked around here lately. Are there any skin booster products that can help navigate, you know, through times when you may be experiencing more irritation than others? You mentioned moisturizer. Is there, are there any other skin boosters that that's a buzzword or just skincare products that we should know about 
that it can help if we are microdosing and having irritation or trying to get rid of irritation. One of the things I would highly recommend and been impressed with how much they've helped, and I think you've used these, Kelly, so you might could speak to it as well, is our sheet masks because they're very, oh, yeah. very hydrating. So they're a concentration of nutrients that you're going to get, very hydrating and not irritating. So they really allow you to use those active ingredients and help keep your skin calm and you benefit from the nutrients in the mask as well. You know, that's a great, that's a great thought. I actually bought a lot of masks, sheet masks to give to girlfriends and family, my sister for holiday gifts because they are, your masks are fabulous. And they're available at theinductiontherapies.com as well. Does A-Method have? A-Method has the 24 karat gold and they have the vitamin C. That It's exclusive to the A-Method, right. vitamin C gel. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And there's a CBD one available on Shalia as well. A CBD mask? Yes. Which, you know, is very calming. That's what CBD is a major anti-inflammatory. Right. So, yeah, they would, might want to look on there and even try that one. I don't think I've tried the CBD sheet mask yet. So, oh, I, I think I know somebody who can get me one. So, well, thank you so much for educating us on microdosing today. And Angelia, as always, I've learned so much. I feel like I'm becoming a skincare expert myself. <laughs> you absolutely are, Kelly. <laughs> I could go sell this stuff. So at the end of each podcast, we've started this tradition where I will ask you for an all natural health tip. And since we've been talking a lot about inflammation and redness and irritation in today's podcast, what non-skincare tip do you have for us today related to inflammation? Well, green tea is really, really, really a big anti-inflammatory. You and I talked about that this weekend. Yeah, we went and had some green tea. And I like it. We make green tea regularly, just straight full on green tea. And we mix it with a no sugar lemonade. So it's kind of like a no sugar Arnold Palmer, but it's made with green tea. Very anti-inflammatory. And you get the benefits of the lemons. Right. So, yeah. That's what I would say is a great anti-inflammatory. I mean, I can tell you, I notice a difference immediately. And if I, for some reason, I'm traveling, I've had salt and I'm retaining water, I get me one of those green teas and it just sheds it. Really? That's so immediately. I have to run to Starbucks right now and get another one of those because <laughs> we was, Angelia and I walked Saturday for, we walked five and a half miles. Yes. And our reward at the end of it was a green tea and lemonade from Starbucks. Yes, it was. <laughs> so well deserved. It was very well deserved. And I think I lost zero weight the next day, but at least I didn't gain anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you get into your 50s, it's a whole new level of struggle. So to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you like what you hear, please share Skincare Moxie with your friends. And don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast and social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow the hashtag Skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. You can also live chat on theamethod.com and an esthetician will answer all your skincare questions. And if you have questions about microdosing or need to switch up your skincare products for the season to microdose through the winter, then a licensed esthetician is there to help you. And Angelia also has agreed to answer your skincare questions personally if you email her at angelia at theamethod.com. 
And Angelia is spelled A-N-G-E-L-I-A. If you have any questions or topics also, email them to Angelia. If you have a topic that you'd like us to talk about or a question that maybe we didn't answer, please feel free to drop us an email. We would love to hear from you. And special thanks to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville, Tennessee-based HumblePod. He's at HumblePod.com. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to November, and we'll see you next week. Bye.